the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Check, check. There we are. So I'm using a different microphone. See, for a second, people thought we were turning the show into a, like a dance club. But it's not happening. Yeah, my microphone, for some reason, wasn't working. I don't know what that was all about. How you doing, Danny? How's it going over there? You're talking at me through the glass. It's like a mime. I have no idea. I don't read lips. And I can't hear you either. Is your microphone even turned on or up? I just don't know what happened. There you go. Thank you. Okay, then. Well... You know what it is? It's just kind of getting away from the weekend back into a holiday week, so to speak. Maybe. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. So here we are, a few minutes after four, thankfully. Uh, got a cloudy rest of the day. Mild, nice day. 56 the high. Shower to possible tonight, low 37. Cloudy tomorrow for a while. Some sun in the afternoon. Cooler. High just 45. The uh, Daytona 500 yesterday, NASCAR, uh, D- Denny Hamlin winning for the third time in his career. Big race there. And the Flyers are home tonight against Columbus at 7. Had President's Day yesterday and had a fun time. Danny, you were out of the office, as was everyone, really, as a company holiday. And I found myself wandering in here like a magnet. I didn't really know how to stay away. Yeah, I know. So without you here... I wound up having to run the whole show by myself. I know. How'd it go? Go well, up in flames? Thanks a lot. So <laughs> it was good. It was good. We had fun, a fun time. We did President's Day trivia revolving around naming presidents found on the paper U.S. currency. So the dollar bill being Washington and so forth and Lincoln on the five. Those are the bills I'm most familiar with. And uh, we actually had one guy who used to work at the Federal Reserve. Wow. Who I think on his night watch actually, you know, had, there was a $100,000 bill. Um, it's not, you know, in public uh, or in circulation, I should say. Woodrow Wilson's on the $100,000 bill. And I think the last time it was even used was close to 100 years ago of, of, of something of that size. Mm-hmm. So we even actually had listeners who, from memory, uh, who had been at trade shows and saw dollar bills on display or $500 bills, like they actually knew the answer. So it's kind of fun. We gave some gift cards away and all that. But it was admittedly difficult because I'm writing all their info down to mail their gift cards out and trying to stir the soup with my left toe and <laughs> all that. You know, keep things rolling here. We played a few songs. So it's good that you're back and can help for more reasons than just that. But that's I'm glad that you are back. And did you have a, a nice, enjoyable weekend? Had an extra day off there? Yeah, it was a nice three-day weekend. I think Wait. every day. What? Go ahead. I think every day what? I think every weekend should be a three-day weekend. Okay. Because I was going to say. What were you going to say? Just tell me. Let me take a wild guess. Yeah. Your weekend was relaxing. Yeah. See? I know you by now. That's I know. your favorite word for the weekend. My I'm Yeah. My favorite thing to do during the weekend is just lay in bed and watch Netflix. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. That's great. 
Well, good for you. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you're back, though. And what we have today is a couple cool things. One is, and kind of our, our main thing, our main entree, we have a gentleman named Luke Goodrich. Uh, he's the VP and senior counsel at something called the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty. He teaches advanced constitutional law at the University of Utah Law, uh, law School. He's been on Fox News, CNN, Time Magazine, NPR, a bunch of places, and the Wall Street Journal. And now he's written this book called Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. And he's gone to the Supreme Court, won cases. So um, he, and he has some really cool points. So I wanna, I'm looking forward to, to having that conversation with him. One of the things I really like about what he wrote, which I think is interesting, and, and we'll talk about that in our conversation coming up in a few minutes, is you know, he's a Christian and, and he has represented Christian causes, Christian court cases, and uh, I'm a Christian. I'm guessing most folks listening to the station are, not all. Uh, and so he, but part of the challenge he says in his book is remember that the, um, uh, the religious freedom and all that is not about just defending, you, you, having the government do your battles for you, or you're trying to uh, win a culture war through the law officially. That you should care for justice for all people because that's who God is. God is just. And, of course, there's sometimes there's going to be conflicts on who thinks what's right and all right and wrong. But the concept of and, and he has actually represented people from multiple faiths where there's not, you know, I guess, in conflict with his own personal beliefs. But things like he represented a, a, a prisoner one time of a different background, different faith completely, who was told to shave his beard, uh, even though he had it for religious reasons. And there are people in prison for non-religious reasons who are allowed to have their beard. And uh, it's like, wait, that's a double standard. That's not fair. That's not right. And they won that case. And so, anyhow, we'll talk with him more about that. But I think it's 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 uh, he has a lot of wisdom to share with us. So, again, he's coming up in just a couple of moments. But before I go into any of that, Danny, I thought yesterday I didn't get to a couple of these fun trivia facts. So, fun facts, all right? You Throw like, them at me. You like fun, right? I always like oh, fun. Okay. So, we were just doing some interesting things about various U.S. presidents yesterday. And leftovers, as these may be, can be good the next day, like pizza the next morning, cold pizza is good, yep. stuff like that. Mac and cheese is good anytime. I don't care if it's a few days old. <laughs> uh, so uh, as far as gifts go, sometimes presidents receive gifts from other folks. And Thomas Jefferson, our third president, was the happy recipient at one point of a uh, pair of grizzly bear cubs, which he kept in a cage on the front lawn of the White House. You imagine going for a tour? Jeez. Over there, Johnny. Look at those two. Johnny, where's Johnny? <laughs> so they wound up actually after a few months. He's like, you know, probably not the safest thing. Probably Let, not. Let's uh, let's have them go somewhere else. Now, Abraham Lincoln was actually offered by the king of Siam, which I think is now known as Thailand today. Um, young male and female elephants. I want an elephant. Okay, well, well, we'll call Thailand and see what we can drum up. Okay. Um, they were indigenous to his country, and he said, hey, these you know, these, these breed well, and they could actually serve you in the, in the Civil War. Beasts of burden, if you will, to serve alongside the military. Whoa. So Lincoln's like, thank you. Um, not going to do that, but that's a great, kind offer. Wow, I'm forget horses. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. Here they come on their elephants. Um Here's a fun thing I never thought about. How many presidents do you think it took before one was actually born here? Born in America. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Like, like 
five? Close. Uh, seven. Oh, wow. So I never thought of it that way, but you always assume an American president is born in America. Isn't that Andrew Jackson number seven? Uh, or am I wrong? It actually is eight, number eight, Martin Van Buren. Oh, okay. Van Buren's number eight. He's the first president that was actually born in America. Wow. To be fair, of course, America wasn't America until it was America. Right. You know what I'm saying? I understand. So George Washington, all those guys, they didn't have a chance to be born here because sure. it wasn't America yet. I never thought of it that way before. Yeah. A couple other little things. Um, well, I always, of, say, yeah. I always say, how did the American accent come to be? Because, like you said, like the, George Washington was an American. They all had... British accents and European accents. So where do our accents come from? And when Phil Collins sings and he talks with a British accent and he sings, it's gone. Why is that? Yeah, I have many questions. <laughs> These deep existential things. Um, so you like yard sailing, garage sailing? Yeah. Yeah. So the White House, the very first yard sale, 21st president, um, sold two dozen wagon loads of presidential merchandise. I guess he went through the White House. And I was like, ah, we can sell that for something. We can sell that for something. Included Abraham Lincoln's pants and John Quincy Adams's hat. And then the money was used to hire an interior decorator. Wow. So that's practical stuff right there. Yeah. I forget which. It was the 21st president. I what forget. was it, Chester A. Arthur? Uh, I can't remember who that was. It was number 21, but I lost my list. I That happened yesterday. Without you here, I had too many papers all over. <laughs> so don't go, like, basically don't take any more vacation time. Okay. Uh, lastly, did you know that the White House was not always called the White House? What was it called? It was called the Executive Mansion and the President's Palace. Oh. Until 1901. And then Teddy Roosevelt called it the White House, and it became official when he put it on stationery. As you know, when something's mm. on stationery, it's real. It's real. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little bit of the tidbits that we had yesterday during our fun President's Day show. We had a lot of fun callers. In fact, even though we didn't have a guest on, the listeners were the guests, and I loved it. There was just a lot. Of, I think we had a dozen calls maybe over the course of the hour. It was really fun. Wow! From all over what the tri-state. Busy area. day. It was that was a definite upside, definite win. So. Uh, great, great to have had that happen yesterday. All right. So all that said, today uh, we're going to bring in Luke Goodrich in just a moment, author of the book Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. And Danny, based upon the fact that you look like you wish I had more presidential trivia to share, if you're good this hour, you like, you know, do a great job, I yeah. might throw a few more at you at the end of the show. I'm excited. You, you know, I told you earlier today that I used to be able to recite all of the presidents from George Washington to Donald Trump in order. Really? Yeah. I could do it in chronological order, but I haven't done it in years, so I doubt I can do it. All right. But I used to be able to. That's a pretty cool skill. Fun fact. I can also, fun fact, Yes. list all 50 states in alphabetical order. So you'd be good to have on a car ride. Yeah. Sure. It's like, which ones are we missing? <laughs> you know, because you play that game like, I can't yeah. remember, I can't remember. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Luke Goodrich on the Tim DeMoss Show. Looking forward to that. And if I'm not mistaken, Danny, we have copies of this book to give away today, right? We do. We have two copies. Okay, so I'll draw a couple of winners. Maybe text line, we'll, we'll give that out. Go ahead. If you Even from now, when I get in on the text line at 610-500-DOVE, send your, uh, your, your name in there. And the word free will be good enough because it will be free if you win. And if we happen to draw your name over the course of the hour, 
we will uh, get your full address and text you back for that. All right, 610-500-DOVE. If at any point you want to text during the hour, that's 610-500-3683. Back with more in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 417, The Tim DeMoss Show. Don't forget, we have a big listener party coming up this Sunday. China Garden Inn in Willow Grove. Very delicious and affordable buffet. $9.95 adults uh, and 12 and under for kids. It's $5.95. We're giving some buffets away, including a table of four. If you want to try your hand at that, at WFIL.com. Just click the contest page. Be there noon to three. All kinds of stuff on there. Soups included. Sushi's included. And uh, we'll prizes to hand out. And I'm looking forward to sipping tea and hanging out with people. Whatever, you know, I'm going to be there the whole time. And you can come and go as you like. Uh, so check it out this coming Sunday if you would like to join us. We would love to see you there. Uh, it's our listener party with uh, China Garden Inn over in Willow Grove. We uh, keep our show going now with our guest joining us. Luke Goodrich is his name. Hello, Luke. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Tim. Yeah, the VP and Senior Counsel at the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty. And you also teach at University of Law School, I believe. And you've been all over the place. Folks may have recognized you or your name from Fox News or ABC or NPR, things like that. And uh, now you're an author. (laughs) So congratulations on that. Um, Great. Thank you. Yeah. Free to believe the battle over religious liberty in America. When did you get interested, just before we talk about the book, in in matters of the law and justice? I've always found them fascinating, although I never pursued that field myself. Yeah, I, I became interested in the law at a pretty young age, really from overseas travel, doing mission trips in Central America and seeing the way that the law affected especially the poor. And then I went to Wheaton College outside of Chicago for undergrad and was just thinking about what I was good at, what I was interested in, and it seemed like law was a good fit. So went to the University of Chicago just looking for a way to use my skills and gifts for the sake of justice. And over time, my career led me to religious liberty and defending religious freedom for people of all faiths. And I've been doing that now at the Beckett Fund for over a decade. We've had a number of Supreme Court victories for clients like the Little Sisters of the Poor and Hobby Lobby. And, you know, doing religious freedom cases on the front line for over a decade, I've gotten to talk with a lot of fellow Christians about religious freedom and just realized there's a lot of lack of understanding of why religious freedom matters, where it comes from, how it's threatened, and what we can do to protect it. So that's why I wrote Free to Believe is to help ordinary Christians and ordinary Americans understand why religious freedom is so important and what we can do to defend it. Chat with Luke Good, uh, Luke Goodrich, the author of the book Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. And you, you covered a lot of ground there in your, in your opening statement, if you will. And I want to unpack that a little bit. What would square one be then if, if for folks who are maybe not as well-informed as they should be about religious freedom, specifically Christians, let's say, start with that. There's a quote in the book, most uh, have a vague sense that religious conflicts are increasingly common. Maybe we should start paying attention, don't really know where to go, though, or how to, how to actually do that. As I've talked with Christians, you know, I see Christians often fall into a, a couple different camps when it comes to religious freedom. Uh, often among conservative Christians, if you ask, you know, why does religious freedom matter, they might say, well, Religious freedom is written into the U.S. Constitution, and we're a Judeo-Christian nation, and religious freedom is important because it allows Christianity to flourish. 
And you know, that's, that's true as far as it goes, uh, but religious freedom is more than simply a constitutional right. It's a biblical and theological issue, and I think we need to uh, recapture that as Christians and, and really understand biblically and theologically where religious freedom comes from. Uh, another camp of Christians I, I speak with, you know, they tend to lean more progressive, and if you ask them why religious freedom matters, you know, they might say, yeah, why does it matter? And that's, that's just kind of a culture war issue, and Christians overseas might face religious freedom problems, but here in America, we have religious freedom, and we should focus you know, on, on other issues rather than fighting these culture war issues. And I think both of those camps of Christians really are, are treating religious freedom primarily as a political tool or a legal tool in the culture wars, uh, rather than understanding it as a, as a biblical and theological issue. So one of the first points I make in my book, Free to Believe, is that religious freedom is not a political tool for protecting Christians, nor is it a, a luxury that we can abandon lightly, but rather religious freedom is a basic issue of biblical justice rooted in the nature of God and the nature of man. And it's worth advocating for and defending as a matter of justice for people of all faiths. Luke Goodrich is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. He's a lawyer, also author of Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. What are some of the most pressing things right now that uh, believers and people in general should be aware of in terms of religious freedom? What's, what's on the front burner, so to speak? Yeah, so there are a number of very significant religious freedom issues uh, bubbling up across the country today. A lot of them don't make the news. Uh, but the second part of my book, Free to Believe, I devote to what are the biggest religious freedom conflicts today and go through five main areas. So just real quickly, uh, first big conflict area is the conflict between the potential conflicts between uh, gay rights and religious freedom. And increasing attempts, uh, particularly in progressive states and localities, to treat traditional Christian beliefs about marriage being between one man and one woman as a form of bigotry and punishing those beliefs, either through lawsuits, like we've heard of wedding vendors who get sued, uh, claiming that they're discriminating because they won't uh, participate in the celebration of a same-sex wedding. Yeah. We also have a lot of religious ministries that are facing government penalties, such as the not denial of grants or contracts or loans or denial of accreditation or licensing, uh, simply because they adhere to traditional Christian beliefs about marriage. And actually, in, in Philadelphia right now, we're representing a religious organization that for over a hundred years, this ministry has been recruiting families to provide loving homes for foster kids. Okay. And the city of Philadelphia has decided to cut off all partnership with that ministry and shut them down, simply because they have a traditional uh, religious view of marriage. And we've uh, fought that case all the way up to the Supreme Court and could hear in the next few weeks whether the Supreme Court's going to take that case. So that's that's first major area, potential conflicts between gay rights and religious liberty. Wow. I know wow. that was kind of long-winded, but no, no. I'm, briefly, uh, I mean, I'm briefly touching on the other four areas. Please do. Uh, the other big area is uh, non-discrimination laws and how those are being applied to religious groups to penalize them when they expect their leaders or their members to agree with their core religious practices. We have another case at the Supreme Court right now. Uh, going to file, uh, we just filed our opening brief. The court's going to hear argument April 1st, where we're representing Catholic schools in California. 
and a couple teachers at those schools were very poor performing, and uh, the school had to let them go. Now the teachers sued the schools, trying to get their job back as a religion teacher uh, using these anti-discrimination laws. And so the question is, who gets to pick who's going to teach religion to Catholic students? Is it the Catholic Church, or is it the government? And those, those issues are cropping up across the country as well. Luke Goodrich is our guest, author of the book Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. I'll take a quick break, keep our conversation going. If you want to win a copy of this book, feel free to send a quick text to our text line at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just use your first and last name and the word free, and if you happen to win, we'll send you a text back. Back with more in just a moment on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 429, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Uh, while I'm thinking of it a minute ago there, you heard a little promo for uh, Pastor Paul Shepard. He has a program on WFIL weeknights at 9.30 called Destined for Victory. Pastor Paul going to be the uh, featured speaker at our Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast coming up about two months from now. We'll put that on your radar from now if you're a pastor to come enjoy, be loved on, if you will, and encouraged. Free breakfast and some worship music and a message from Pastor Paul. If you're not a pastor, give your pastor a little nudge in the ribs to... Put a big circle on the calendar for that date. It's uh, April 23rd. We'll have a save the date kind of thing going up on our site. I don't think it's there yet, but it will be a chance for pastors to register uh, absolutely free. Again, that's a pastor's appreciation coming up. Breakfast, we do it every year. Looking forward to having Pastor Paul in. He's originally from this area and uh, is pastoring out in California now, but great man. We're looking forward to having him probably on the afternoon show sometime too between now and then. As well, forecast uh, today, cloudy the rest of the afternoon, 56 the high, shower two possible tonight, low 37, kind of cloudy tomorrow for a while at least, maybe some sun in the afternoon, but cooler, tomorrow's high 45. Uh, sports, you had the NASCAR deal with the Daytona 500 yesterday, Denny Hamlin winning that for the third time in his career, and the Flyers are home this evening against Columbus at 7 o'clock. Luke Goodrich is our guest, he's the VP and Senior Counsel at the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty teaches advanced constitutional law at the University of Utah Law School. He's been on many different outlets, USA Today, CNN, Time Magazine, and many others, and now has his book out called Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. Um, take another minute or two and explain another one of those. I know there, was, there are several in the book. Uh, abortion rights is a huge one, obviously. What are your thoughts on that, and what kind of cases have you been involved with on, on that topic? Yeah, that's the third major area is the conflict between abortion rights and religious freedom, and attempts by the government to force religious people to participate in abortion. And right now, another case we have at the Supreme Court, the Little Sisters of the Poor are again in the Supreme Court. And you may recall this case, this is uh, a conflict that arose out of the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, where the government issued a regulation requiring many employers to cover all forms of contraception in their employee health insurance plan, including forms of contraception that can cause an abortion. And that regulation had big loopholes for big companies like Pepsi uh, and large corporations, but it didn't have a religious exemption for religious groups. So the Little Sisters of the Poor, a group of Catholic nuns who care for the elderly poor, have been in litigation over that regulation for almost 10 years now, and they're back at the Supreme Court uh, in part because the 
the state of Pennsylvania sued the Trump administration, saying the Trump administration shouldn't protect the Little Sisters of the Poor. So the Supreme Court's going to hear that case uh, in late April, and we'll get a decision in that before the end of June. So that's a, wow. just an illustration of, a, of another type of conflict between uh, another type of religious freedom conflict that's increasingly common. And that was that was also wasn't the Hobby Lobby case you worked on? Uh, wasn't that sim- had a similar? Weren't they were supposed to? They were trying to have to provide insurance for their uh, employees that would potentially cause abortions or some coverage for that. Yeah, that's right. It was a very similar uh, same regulation as applied to a Christian family-owned business called Hobby Lobby, and we took that case uh, at Beckett. We took that case up to the Supreme Court and won a major victory for Hobby Lobby. And so the question now is, you know, the Trump administration issued a rule that protects religious ministries like the Little Sisters of the Poor and says that they don't have to give out drugs that could cause an abortion in violation of their religious beliefs. Uh, but a number of states, uh, Pennsylvania, California, and others, have sued the Trump administration and sued the Little, Little Sisters of the Poor. So we're asking the Supreme Court, hey, third time's a charm, let's get rid of this uh, <laughs> bad regulation once and for all. Yeah. Luke Goodrich is kind enough to take a few minutes out of his very busy schedule uh, to chat with us about his book, Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. Maybe now is as good a time as any, just to kind of clarify for folks, uh, although you're a Christian and a lot of the things we've talked about so far would you know be seeming to aim for supporting what the Bible teaches and what God, God where God's heart would be uh, in terms of topics or, or, or actual uh, issues. You have experience, you know, re- representing folks from all sorts of faiths, right? So it's it's not just, I mean, on the issue of justice, right? The, the, just because you're not a Christian doesn't mean you shouldn't get justice. That's right. At Beckett, we are the nation's only law firm that is dedicated to defending religious freedom for people of all faiths. And you know, I've, I've spoken with a lot of Christians, and, and they intuitively get religious freedom when it comes to protecting Christians. Uh, but some of us have a harder time understanding why should the government protect religious freedom for people of other faiths. And so I unpack that in my book, uh, offer three main arguments why uh, we as Christians and really all Americans should care about religious freedom for people of all faiths. Now, first one, first argument is what I call the argument from self-interest. And this is really that all of our uh, religious freedom for all faiths is bound together. And I see this in my work all the time. You know, when a court deprives uh, non-Christians of religious freedom, it sets a precedent that is later used against Christians. Hmm. And by contrast, when the, gov- when the government protects religious freedom for non-Christians, it sets a precedent that protects Christians as well. So you know, even if we only care about ourselves, if we're only self-interested, uh, it still is just makes good practical sense to care about religious freedom for people of all faiths. Yeah. Uh, but I would argue the, the deeper reason why we should care about religious freedom for non-Christians is that religious freedom is a fundamental issue of justice rooted in the nature of God and the nature of man. And you can come at that argument biblically, you know, the fact that we are all created in the image of God, that means we're created uh, with a thirst for a transcendent relationship with God, and we see in Scripture that God is pursuing relationship with humanity, and most clearly by sending his son to rescue us, and yet God never coerces anyone into or out of a relationship with him. And so if God himself doesn't use coercion in the relationship between God and man, how much less should 
the government. And when the government interjects itself, puts its coercive power in between uh, the relationship between man and the search for relationship with God, it's really elevating itself above God and committing an injustice. So that's a sense in which religious freedom is a basic issue of justice, and it extends to people of all faiths. Luke Goodrich is our guest. He's VP and Senior Counsel at the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, teaches advanced constitutional law at the University of Utah Law School, been on Fox News, CNN, Time Magazine, USA Today, and many other publications. Um, He's also author of the book we're chatting about today, Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. We're giving away copies this hour. If you want to throw your name in the hat, Send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And I just need your first and last name and the word free. And if we have to pick your name out, we'll text you back and get your full address. Back with more conversation with Luke Goodrich on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com and on the app. And don't forget, you can always get the podcast of this program if you're joining partway through. It'll be up on our site a little after 5.30 or so tonight at WFIL.com, right on our homepage. Back in just a moment. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 440 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. Uh, don't forget, I mentioned earlier in the hour, we have our listener party this coming Sunday at China Garden in Willow Grove, noon till 3. It's in the Regency Square Shopping Center. There's a Dunkin' on the corner, there's Staples, there's a bunch of other things, and China Garden's on the far end on the right. And uh, it's going to be a great time. Looking forward to it very much. It's very affordable, Nine ninety five for adults, Five ninety five kids 12 and under. We're giving some buffets away, too, including a table of four. If you want to enter that at WFIL.com, just click the Contest tab. And uh, we'll draw some names out. We actually have done that. And we'll do some more. You know, before the end of the show, we should have time to draw some more winners. So if you haven't gotten in there yet, hop on board real quick. WFIL.com. Go to the contest page and take a quick look there and perhaps get yourself in the mix. And if not today, we will have more winners. We'll be drawing over the course of the week. Uh, The whole buffet is included there. Should be a wonderful time. And we'll have some prizes. And best of all, I think just to be able to be together and hang out, enjoying that food together uh, will be a wonderful time. That's this coming Sunday, the 23rd. Noon till three in Willow Grove. Uh, so our our guest this hour is Luke Goodrich. He has written this book called "Free to Believe: The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America." And as we were talking about before the break, you've gone to court not just for Christians or on behalf of Christians and Christian causes and all that, but uh, folks from other faiths as well. What have you found, just from their perspective? You know how they view all of this. Well, I've, I've had the privilege of representing Jews, Sikhs, Muslims, Native Americans and many other faith groups. And the thing that surprised me the most is just how, uh, how much those groups often love our country. They love America, they love the Constitution, and they're very trusting of our constitutional order. Mm. I, I think of my uh, Muslim clients and Native American clients in particular who faced uh, significant pressure, significant hostility, and yet they were very consistent in saying, hey, we trust America. We trust the Constitution. Religious freedom is part of the Constitution, and we trust that the, the courts are ultimately going to do the right thing, and, and they did. And I think that's a, that's a powerful witness to us as Christians as well. You know, we have a lot of reason for hope in this country. 
And in my book, you know, there's a lot of fear when it comes to religious freedom and Christians today. Uh, but my book, Free to Believe, is not a book of fear. It's a book of hope. And as Americans, we obviously have plenty of practical reasons for hope. We have strong constitutional guarantees of religious freedom. We have a Supreme Court that has repeatedly protected religious freedom. And at the Beckett Fund, you know, over the last 25 years, we have a 90% win rate across all of our cases, and we're undefeated at the Supreme Court. So there are plenty of practical reasons as American Christians for hope when it comes to religious freedom. But we, as Christians, were called to be people of hope, whether we live in North America or North Africa. And ultimately, our hope is not rooted in the composition of the Supreme Court or the outcome of the next election. Our hope is rooted in the person of Jesus Christ. And I love in the Gospel of John where Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. And so Jesus was a realist. And when it comes to religious freedom, we are going to have increasing amounts of trouble. But in the very next breath, Jesus said, take heart, I have overcome the world. And that really is the source of our hope. If we're Christians, the source of our hope when it comes to religious freedom is the risen person of Jesus Christ who has conquered the world, who has overcome the world. So no matter what the outcome of an election may be, no matter what the outcome of a Supreme Court case Maybe we know that we serve a risen Savior, and He can be glorified no matter what we end up facing. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's really well said. Uh, Luke Goodrich is our guest. He is the author of the book "Free to Believe: The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America." And just as you're saying that, I, I, I it does come to mind, uh, and I wanted to ask you your thought on because uh, you're clarifying, you know, our our ultimate hope isn't getting the Supreme Court just the way we want it or getting certain laws in place. Although those things can help, or you know, hopefully, but really, would you challenge people to be thinking more along the lines of what God's law is about? Because no matter who's on the Supreme Court or who's in office at any level, un- unless we're not allowed to love our neighbor, you know, we have a lot of freedom, religious freedom, to be able to carry out what God has told us to do. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And and the third part of my book, Free to Believe, is is devoted to. Getting practical, you know, what do we actually do as Christians when we face religious freedom threats and conflicts? And much of Scripture was written to Christians who are facing uh, far worse problems than we face here today, facing severe persecution. And I think it's valuable for us as Christians to pause and take stock of what does Scripture teach Christians who are facing persecution. And, And there are a lot of principles that that are relevant to us today, you know, things like uh, we should expect suffering, we should rejoice in the midst of suffering, we should strive for peace with all men, uh, and fear God more than we fear man, and keep on doing good even when it's costly, we're commanded to love our enemies, uh, to care for fellow Christians who are suffering, and these are all uh, callings that extend, you know, throughout history and throughout geography, no matter where we live, no matter what we face, we are able to pursue, uh, you know, more than pursuing winning a culture war, we're called to pursuing being like Christ. And that's really the starting point we need when we think about religious freedom conflicts as Christians. How do we pursue Christ-likeness in the midst of religious freedom conflicts? And then that can inform 
every type of practical action we take after that. Luke Goodrich is our guest. He's a VP and senior counsel of the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, teaches advanced uh, constitutional law at the University of Utah Law School, been on Fox News, uh, NPR, ABC, Wall Street Journal, all over the place, and now on our program, which we're glad for, and the book we're talking about called Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. Uh, We'll take a quick break and then wrap up our chat in a moment. And also at the end of the program here in about 10 minutes from now, maybe or so, we'll give away a couple of copies of the book. So if you want to slip a text into us on the text line at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, just your first and last name and the word free will suffice. And we'll text you back if we need your full address to mail the book out. Back with more in just a moment. The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 450, the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in. In just a few moments, we're going to draw winners Four copies of the book we're chatting about today, Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America by Luke Goodrich. Our guest, if you want to text in, last call for that, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Need your, just your first and last name and the word free will be sufficient. And we also are going to draw some names to win some buffets to our party this coming Sunday at China Garden in Willow Grove. And uh, we've had a lot of folks enter. You can do so at WFIL.com. Just click the contest tab and you'll see my smiling face there with the whole detail about this coming Sunday's event. And uh, we'll share more about that. Uh, we should have time to do that. But before we wrap up, I uh, wanted to ask you, Luke, about just kind of a, on a on practical note. People hear about the Supreme Court all the time and how you know amazing it is. And, uh, you know, it's obviously the Supreme Court. Um just wanted to ask you about that and what's what's involved what's a typical path for a case if there is such a thing because uh, uh, you know you hear things get you know one in a hundred cases get heard or what's it like for you that path from because uh, you never know if it's going to go all that way right you may just get settled lower yeah it it can take quite a few years for a case to get to the supreme court uh, sometimes if a case is heard on an emergency basis it can go up in you know less than a year but typically it takes several years, and only, as you said, only a tiny, tiny fraction of all cases across the country ever get heard by the Supreme Court. Uh, but right now, you know, remarkably, there are already, we at Beckett, we already have two cases at the Supreme Court right now. I mentioned the Little Sisters of the Poor case and the case of the Catholic schools in California. Then there are several other cases, big religious freedom cases, right on the doorstep of the Supreme Court. I mentioned the Adoption Ministry in Philadelphia. We have uh, uh, two other cases uh, involving religious freedom we've asked the Supreme Court to hear. So the bottom line is there is a lot going on right now across the country and a lot going on at the U.S. Supreme Court. And it's a really important time for Christians to educate ourselves on religious freedom, why it matters, how it's threatened, and what we can do about it. And, you know, there's my plug for Free to Believe. That's why I wrote the book, and I think it's, you know, it's not written in legalese. It's written for, you know, non-lawyers, everyday Christians, everyday Americans to really understand in a clear and comprehensive way. Yeah. Luke Goodrich is our guest. The book, Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. And, yeah, reading the book, excellent. And then, do you have any recommendations just for kind of 
uh, for those who want to zero in further, kind of grow more in this area and and learn, you know, uh, once they're done the book or a, a place to follow, do you do you blog or is there anywhere the the uh, firm you do write some things every now and again to at least stay current and stay focused on some of these current matters? Yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend the Beckett Fund's website, which is beckettlaw.org, and we have uh, consistent updates on you know what's happening today. You can dive deep on, on any given case if you're interested in that and hmm. get, get all the background on that. And then uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Luke W. Goodrich, and I, I tend to focus on you know cutting-edge cases that are decided, sort of newsworthy updates in the field of religious freedom. That's a way to to stay up to speed. Okay. One last question for you as far as just a, a final message, if you will, or whatever, just thoughts for those who are listening in, what people can or should do or how they should be thinking, or maybe it's just a summation of, uh, of folks who are thinking about the issues of religious freedom. How would you cap things off today? Yeah, I would just say religious freedom is, is not merely a culture war issue, not merely a political issue. It's much deeper than that. It's an important issue of biblical justice. And given what we're facing in the country today, significant changes around religious freedom, it's incumbent on us as Christians to get informed, to understand why religious freedom matters, how it's threatened, and what we can do about it, and to be able to enter into our present day and age, not only with a biblical worldview, but with a biblical joyfulness and a biblical confidence in the power of the gospel and the person of Jesus Christ. So... Go out there, live your faith, do it in an informed way, but do it with hope and do it with joy. <laughs> that sounds good. That word comes up again, and it's an important word, obviously, because there probably there's probably fear uh, on the behalf of some folks that, that their freedoms are being taken away or just fear of not knowing, uh, and you can get anxious perhaps. So, so this is a good place to start for folks. Again, Luke Goodrich, our guest, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America, the book called free to believe. And uh, when you're when you're not busy all over the Supreme Court and doing all the other stuff, you have a family, right? You get to get to spend some time, quality time, wife and kids kind of thing. <laughs> I do. We we are quite busy at home. We have uh, seven children and one on the way. Whoa! So very full house and I love spending time with my wife and kids. That's amazing. My wife's the baby of eight, so uh, she can really, I'm the baby of five. So the big family is a lot of fun. You never, never a dull moment, I'm sure. So, Amen. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Thank you, Luke. It's a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you, Tim. Great being here. All right, Luke uh, Goodrich, our guest. And Danny, I saw your jaw hit the console after seven kids, one on the way. Dude is like, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. That's a large family. Oh, my my uterus is hurting. <laughs> I didn't know that we were going to talk about your uterus on this show. <laughs> Thanks for bringing Ow. that in. I'm glad we could just jam that in here at the end. Uh, yeah. So, what you know what I like about Luke, among other things, um, he, you could tell he's a lawyer. Like he just answers to the question, says what he says, and then stops talking. Like mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. well presented. Yeah. So, uh, we're, we we want to give away a couple copies of the book we've been talking about, Free to Believe: The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. And we go to the text line, Danny. Are you? Ready to roll with a couple of winners, or do we need more time? No, no, no. We can go. You're sure? Yeah. All right. So we have <laughs> we have Bruce from Yardley. Congratulations, Bruce. High fives for you. Pats in the back, pokes in the eye. And what else do we have? And we have Ken, and I'm waiting to hear back his address. All right. So Ken's a little slacker? Yeah, Ken's a little slacker. All right. That's fine. Well, he wins, too. 
And uh, yeah, if you can, uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, you can get the podcast, this fine broadcast, uh, a little after 5.30, 5.45 today. Right on our homepage now, the podcasts are super easy to find. They were actually not that bad to find before, but now they're even easier at WFIL.com. Just enough time to draw a few winners right now before we wrap up for our party this coming Sunday at China Garden in Willow Grove. Digging into the hat, we have uh, Diana in Redding. Congratulations, Diana. We have Mike in Dresher is a winner. We'll put him on the buffet guest list. Kyle in Hatboro, let's put him on the buffet guest list as well. And I'm feeling extra generous. Let's throw Allie from Flemington, New Jersey. It'll be a bit of a ride for Allie, but we'll feed her and she'll be glad. And, you know, Allie, my advice to you is come early and just, you know, keep grazing throughout the afternoon, right? It's a noon to three deal. Uh, it's a $9.95 adults, $5.95 kids 12 and under. Very affordable. But if you want to try your hand at winning a spot at the table or even a buffet table of four, go to the contest page at WFIL.com and get entered there. So this coming Sunday, the 23rd, noon till three. Well, some prizes to hand out. I'm looking forward to hanging out with the listeners. Jim Max and Max 413 Ministries leads in prayer next. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.